this is some scary news. I uh, immediately dropped my jaw when I read that the Ukrainian government warned yesterday Chernobyl's nuclear power plant and other nuclear facilities near it. We know they've been controlled by Russian forces for a bit of time now. They no longer have electricity after a power line was damaged. And there are people that are significantly worried. They're ringing alarm bells that if something isn't done, we could see uh, some major problems uh, via the um, stored rods at Chernobyl. I want to welcome onto the show Seth Gray. He's an, a nuclear energy expert and president of C and CEO of Lightbridge Corporation. Seth, where are you based out of? We're in Reston, Virginia, across the river from Washington, D.C. Okay, so you're an expert when it comes to these power plants. Can you maybe uh, give us a little bit of uh, history on how, you know, Chernobyl, I think most people believe that it was decommissioned, and it has since, but it was still being used up until 2000. What was happening there? Right. There were four reactors at the site. One of them had the accident. The other three kept running, and uh, the last ones closed about 21 years ago. So it's been a long time, and the core of the reactor that had the accident was buried under concrete and something called a sarcophagus, and then that's been put under a steel archway. And that, that's very safe underground. And the used fuel from the four units has been put into pools. They're called spent fuel pools. Um, and moved from there over time into what's called dry cask storage. And these pools are very safe, and this fuel that's been cooling for over two decades, going through what's called the decay process in these fuel rods, uh, pose very, very little danger. There's really nothing that could happen at that site that's in any way comparable to the incident that, that made Chernobyl famous. Um, And while it's outrageous to have military attacks near a nuclear facility, and I certainly feel for the people who are there, uh, I'm very grateful that the International Atomic Energy Agency has been obtaining very credible information, making it available, and with the safety measures put in at that site over these last couple decades, it really is safe, and those systems really are showing their resilience now, Kelly. Okay, but you know, I hear what you're saying, and hey, you're well-versed in this stuff. I, I'm just reading about it now and a little bit concerned, because any time we hear uh, nuclear uh, threat in Chernobyl, people worry, because they remember uh, what that, that meltdown was like and you know what it did to uh, Europe and the globe. But there is a daughter of one of the workers in Chernobyl. Now, this this... Chernobyl has been taken over by the Russians. Uh, They're holding the people that work at at Chernobyl uh, captive as some of them are, well, they're exhausted. They're hungry, according to this daughter who was talking to her her father via phone line until those and the electricity was cut. Uh, She believes that, uh, and and she does come from a family of uh, her her dad and her mother uh, both work at Chernobyl. She believes that there is a threat, according to her father, that, you know, when the water heats up in these pools, that it could be detrimental. So where's the disconnect? And I mean, is there a threat to the vicinity, the people living in Chernobyl? Because maybe it's not as big as a meltdown, but 
Uh, why would they be ringing alarm bells about the fact that the generator only runs for about uh, 48 hours and water is heating up in the in the pool where these rods are, are stored? Right. Well, well, first of all, my understanding is there were two power lines connecting the electric grid to this facility. One of them was destroyed by some military action, uh, and then apparently the second one as well. They're being repaired, I understand, near the border with Belarus. Okay. The backup diesel generators do have 48 hours uh, of diesel fuel, which could be replenished, just like the uh, power line could be repaired. But you don't need these diesel generators to keep those pools safe. Uh, This pool contains fuel that is over two decades old that is so cool that this water will not evaporate off and expose these fuel rods. Um, And even if it did, these fuel rods are so cool, they would not pose a danger. Um, And if we were talking about 20 years ago, that, that would probably be a bit of a different story. But these fuel rods today are, are really quite safe in the water, even without any other systems. Now, that said, it's outrageous for an army to be surrounding this site, to be giving orders to people on the site, to be making uh, the lives of all these people, including the, the mom and dad of that woman, so horrific. Um, but this pool with this fuel in it, it is safe. All right. Well, that's uh, good to hear. How concerned are you about uh, the Russians' a- attacks on other uh, nuclear facilities in uh, Ukraine? Because we saw them, you know, barraging um, and shelling uh, uh, very close to one of the uh, the nuclear plants last Friday, I believe it was. Yeah, of course, I'm very concerned about that, and very concerned for the people at the sites. Uh, the sites like this Chernobyl site in these last couple decades have had very robust safety systems installed, have very robust safety cultures. These sites are all designed to run with a loss of power coming in from outside, with a loss of the electric grid. They have systems to to have backup power and, and to deal with problems like that. That said, they were never, ever intended for, um, for, for attack by a military. And, mm-hmm. um, but so far, everything that, that has been done, as outrageous as it is, has not actually posed any kind of a nuclear danger. What's the worst case scenario? In your mind? Well, I think the worst, frankly to me, the worst case scenario is shutting down these reactors and cutting off the power that millions of people need for their lives, for warmth, for uh, preparing their food, uh, and I'm sure for weapon systems. Uh, but in terms of nuclear dangers, um, these sites all have very robust safety systems that at least from everything that's happening now, uh, give more than enough margin to to handle anything. And real kudos to heroic people on the site working under impossible conditions. And I'll mention that Russia is violating one of its commitments as a member of the International Atomic Energy Agency uh, because the people at the sites are supposed to be able to operate without any undue influence 
mm-hmm. on how they handle their operations and having Russia's military surround the plant and giving them orders definitely um, contradicts that. I want to be careful about hearing what people who are speaking essentially at gunpoint from these facilities are saying. But that said, there is independent instrumentation and data the International Atomic Energy Agency is obtaining that is showing that the sites really are safe, even though some of that data has uh, been going away as some of that instrumentation has gone offline and we really are relying on these human beings. Yeah, Yeah. well, I hope that these human beings are being... uh well looked after. I mean, they are captive. They're exhausted. In some cases, they're not being fed well. And that will have an effect on your mental state. And if anything, we want people that are working in a nuclear facility that's, you know, especially one that's six times the size of Chernobyl, uh, to have uh, a lot of rest and have their mental state, uh, you know, incredibly healthy and calm. Because uh, otherwise, it's a dangerous situation, I would imagine. Well, we definitely want that. It's very important. And these are six reactors at at that site, but they are six very modern reactors. They're nothing like the 1960s design that existed at Chernobyl, and they have much, much more robust safety systems um, and and literally have designs that prevent what happened uh, at Chernobyl from happening at all. but that said, you know, we, we do fear for the people there and we do, uh, you know, have a lot of gratitude for them keeping these facilities operating safely. They could shut them down and have shut some of them down, but shutting more of them down would be very bad for Ukraine, which gets about half of its electricity from nuclear power plants. Seth, I want to thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but you've brought my anxiety level down a lot because when I read stories about this, I just, I, I shake my head. It is, you know, you don't want to be messing around with nuclear energy, uh, but I'm happy that they've learned lessons from, you know, 1986 in uh, Ukraine and these facilities are pretty sturdy. Thank you very much for providing some uh, expertise on this. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you.